0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Food Therapy Podcast. I am so excited to have our guest on, Sadie Kurzban. She is the founder and CEO of 305 Fitness, which was named the next fitness cult leader by the New York Observer. Sadie created 305 after seeing the way the fitness industry commercialized her insecurities. After winning a business pitch competition in college, Kurzban bootstrapped 305 Fitness in New York City in 2012. 305 Fitness currently has an at-home digital business, studio locations in New York and Washington, D.C., and 1,000 certified instructors teaching the 305 method across 30 states. That is so awesome. So thank you. Welcome, Sadie. And to give context to our listeners, I was saying this to Sadie before we started recording, 305 Fitness truly saved my mental and physical well-being during this global pandemic because when I was stuck at home in my very small New York City apartment, it gave me life again. And when I couldn't move my body, because I wasn't truly able to leave my apartment, I just found so much excitement and joy in 305 classes. So I wanna thank you because it truly made a huge impact on my life and continues to, so. Thank you so much. Yeah,
2: those were some fun days at the beginning of the pandemic, just dancing around in our living rooms.
0: Well, I remember too, you were dancing, I think it was at your parents' house in Miami. I just remember there being like, was like a pink background? Yes, we painted the walls pink. It was super fun. It was so (laughs) fun, yeah. So Sadie, tell us a bit about how you got into the fitness space and you know what really- made you create 305 fitness yeah so 305 is
2: miami's area code that's where i'm from and growing up in miami it's a lot of pressure on young girls very early to you know be hypersexualized to look a certain way our bodies are on display anyway in a kind of latin caribbean culture um i found myself at the intersection of my mom who's cuban and all of her kind of uh, the cultural misogyny that she inherited from Latin culture and from growing up, you know, like many women do, but it was always about, you know, dieting and your man's going to leave you and men are going to trick you. And there was a lot of, you know, just this kind of animosity around her body and how men would view her body and how she was valued in the world. And on the other side, I'm Cuban. My dad is, I mean, I'm Jewish on that side. So I'm Cuban and I'm Jewish. And on, on the Jewish side, I found that that was almost like you know your head and your body are completely separate. Your body like shouldn't be looked at, shouldn't be talked at. You're just this discombobulated like ball of neuroses. So in both cultures and just in Miami growing up in general, where booties are out and a lot of things are plastic and the ideals are are really kind of next level, um, I found myself getting such mixed mes- messages about my body and its place and the power and the power that I could have as a young woman and. Like so many young women, I spent years, you know, documenting my calories uh, in secret, binging and purging, you know, rotating just just on the different wheels of anorexia, bulimia, you know, uh, over-exercising, all the things. My sisters uh, were older than me, and so they were always giving me this, like, do as I say, not as I do, you know, you can do it, girl. Like you can be the confident one. You're amazing. But I watched them as teenagers really suffer and and really hate their bodies. And one of them almost died of bulimia. That was like, so shocking to me. I'll never forget. I was seven or eight years old and just looking at her body and thinking like, you, you want to disappear. My older sister wants to disappear. So that's how I really got into fitness was I, I got into it for all the wrong reasons in a lot of ways wanting to purge. But over time, I found that it was actually so empowering and could help me get more in touch with all the things that I was looking for as a young girl doing all those things, safety, body autonomy, pride over my body, a sense of value and belonging in the world. So I wanted to create this fitness environment that could help young women, but really everybody just feel more in touch with their body, not discombobulated, not head versus body. And also dance and feel sexy and feel confident, but not have it be about objectification and about the male gaze and safety in the world.
0: Love that. Yeah, that's, that's truly so, and it's so different than a lot of the sort of fitness exercise classes we see. And it is about the male gaze and it's about creating a body that a man wants to look at. I'm so curious, like what would you say are some of like the pillars to 305 fitness? Like what do you want someone who goes to a class walking away with? Most
2: importantly is fun. That is a core value for me and a core value of 305. And one of the things that I hope that 305 can contribute is in this world, we have a lot of resources and information. We have a lot of, you know, coaching. We have um, incredible literature. We have incredible philosophy. We have a lot that can help someone overcome disordered eating, but having fun with it is different. And I think that that's something that 305 can really offer is, you know, healing work doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to always be tears. Although that's always important too, is to process everything, but there's a different way to process and there's a different way to reclaim your power and to own it. And I feel that the, the physical space is just this, you know, fitness is like this, oh, it's just superficial. But actually dancing, empowering yourself to connect with your body, just being in your body for a full 45 minutes, not thinking about anything else that's happening. Plus the the idea that we're not on a bike, we're not on a treadmill. It's not this monotonous cardio movement. You're moving everything, you're shaking. And so that's also, if you believe that we hold trauma in our bodies, that's helping so much. It's just like shaking it all out, you know, so you really have this high When you're done with the class, you feel like you're on top of the world.
1: I love that. So what does it look like in terms of if people want to take class and everything? I know you have the studios and then online as well. Yeah, we have online classes. So you can take that from
2: anywhere. It's called 305 at Home. We even have free classes on YouTube. So there's really no excuse. You can check that out, 305 Fitness on YouTube. And then if you're in New York or DC, we have studios there. We'd love to see you. And finally, uh, over the pandemic, we launched this. It's kind of like the Zumba or CrossFit model where we teach people how to lead the brand. So what's also really cool is the diversity and different representation that we get out of this. I just went to a class in Long Island. I went to a class in Philly. Um, I went to a class in D.C. Just all this last week, I did a little roadshow. And it's just really cool to see different approaches socioeconomically, physically, you know, across race lines, across gender lines. Like it, it was really cool to see how 305 can have all of these different audiences taking it around the country.
1: Yeah. Where's the studio in Philly?
2: So it's not a studio, but we have certified instructors. So they teach out of gyms. Ooh, got it. They okay. Out so of smart. Like rental spaces. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. It's super cool. So, I'll cool. um, yeah. We have a couple that teach outdoors on the Sierra green.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I really to Cool. What, um, how did you, when you first started this, like obviously your core values and your pillars, but how did you ensure that, you know, the socio socioeconomic and race and everything was very inclusive. Is it, you know, focusing on marketing? Is it making sure all of your instructors are aligned? Like, how do you make that all one cohesive part of your brand?
2: Yeah, I think that's always something that we're striving for. And the price point and the geography with the studios has been more limiting than what we've been able to do online which i think has been further reaching which is super cool mm. the way that also certified instructors because their license is really inexpensive they can charge whatever and they can be all across america so mm. that's also been really cool it's always something that we're working on is 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 trying to be more inclusive but i would say that um, yeah you know in our teacher training i think that, that that comes down to a lot of it the values that we in, you know impart on our instructors mm we'll do exercises in teacher training, like, okay, um, put yourself in the shoes of someone taking class who is blank, right? Like who has a physical disability, who can't see well, who really can't hear the beat of the music, um, who, you know, feels bigger than everybody else in the room. So we try to imbue instructors with this idea of, you know, everybody matters in the class. The back row people matter. Everybody matters in the class. It's not about, we have such a hierarchical idea, you know, in our culture, all around capitalism, of course. But in that idea, there's like a perfect body. There's also like a perfect dancer. There's the front row girl. And we have this idea that we should be striving for that or opting out. But actually 305 is just like a dance party. You know, we want instructors to know that the, the back row matters as much as the front row and that we don't need to create these like Unnecessary divisions or scarcity just to feel more powerful in front of the room. The most powerful thing we can do is just like hold space for people and let them have fun.
0: Yeah. It's, and even the idea of having, you know, the instructors come from all different backgrounds and, you know, body sizes, it's really empowering for other people because one of the things that I've noticed for myself and also with clients is when you go to a fitness class and the instructor is, chiseled and toned and you somehow feel like you're not enough and you feel like this instructor is somehow looking down on you or other people in the class are looking down on you. And with 305, it's so not about any of that. It's really about celebrating your body and having fun, which I think makes it so different than some of these other classes that we see. Yeah. It's really interesting too, how, you know,
1: I in my disordered eating days. And I still do genuinely enjoy it, but something that's more like, you know, there actually is that front row of like soul cycle. Oh gosh. Like the amount of stress and pressure I would put on myself to ride front row and be looking at myself in the mirror and making sure I was on every single freaking beat because the instructor would think you're better because of that. And you like hold them to this like hero standard when they're just a human Teaching a freaking exercise class, you know? And it's so wild to me that fitness culture has like created that. And on top of it, I love how 305 fitness, like instructors are all size bodies too. You know, like I think that it's just been a part of our society that, like, if you're gonna be, you know, a fitness instructor, you are have to be a certain size. So we haven't seen that, you know, not all 5%. bodies look that way, even if you are a fitness instructor.
0: Yeah.
2: So true. For sure. For sure. When I first started, I, I, that was when I first started teaching fitness was probably when my disorder dating was the worst because I was like, it's my walking billboard. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to want to look like me or how am I going to fill the class? And through my own journey of self-love and just getting to know the clients, wanting to make a difference, wanting to work on my own confidence so that I could make a difference. It's like, no, like I genuinely believe now if I rolled in any which way, you know, like if something tragic were to happen to me and I still, I couldn't physically stand up and teach the class. I would still pack a room because my heart is what gives and my attention is why people are there. My knowledge, my experience, the tone that I set, all of that is way more important than what I look like or what my body can do.
0: Love that. So I think you spoke a bit about this, but I'm curious how you and 305 Fitness were able to pivot during the pandemic. You know, as a small business owner, I can imagine, it was really hard and it continues to be really hard and so you know as an outsider i noticed a lot of what you guys were doing but i would love for you to maybe ex- explain how you were able to pivot
2: yeah so we we had we were really focused on our studio business before the pandemic we've downsized the studio business we had to close a couple of locations because people have not really come back yet you know that's that is one of the things about the pandemic is It's not even that people learned digital was as convenient, like some people did, but a lot of people just stopped. So we're still, you know, waiting for our people to come back to feel good. I think it's a really big hump to get over if you haven't worked out in a while. And it's, yeah, it makes me sad because I know that physical movement can be so healing. You know, it does. It makes me sad. All the people that are sitting at home right now and just putting it off for another day. Um, But we closed closed retail locations. We had to. Our our customer base had shrunk. And we tried to focus on digital. So our at-home subscription, we built it to a couple thousand paying subscribers. We built out a little production studio. We continue to film content. We continue to offer it. It's definitely here to stay. And then this instructor train the trainer program. Uh, where they pay us a really small monthly fee. It's $39 a month and they get our DJ mixes and our choreography and our marketing tools and connections with gyms that can employ them, um, help if they want to rent out of a dance studio, how to negotiate that. So we're helping all of these really fierce people around the country build their own little 305 business. And they're putting food on the table. Some of them are incredible and it's been just totally life-changing and confidence boosting for them. So I would... I would really recommend the certification training to anyone listening. It's not expensive. It's one day. You can do it from anywhere. And the self-love and self-development that you get out of it of forcing yourself to get up there and be like, and four, three, two, one. Like, it's pretty fun. It really is. And, and it, it will shake you up from the inside out.
0: That sounds yeah. so <laughs> it's amazing. And also, I feel like the one thing we didn't say, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, but most 305 classes, there is a live DJ component, yes. which also just adds to the fun. It feels like you're at a nightclub or a dance party with just all different sorts of people. And I used to have um my birthday parties at 305. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would literally have a group of girlfriends and we would just like dance it out for the 45 minutes. And I even so fun. S- switched over to the virtual when the pandemic struck. Yeah. It's super cool. It's
2: nonstop. It's not like stop and start songs. You go and get a water break every three minutes. Like it's not very choreography based. It's just like nonstop movement for 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. And can you speak to, and you, you touched upon this a little bit, but some of the benefits of movement, both on like the physical body, but also like your emotional and mental well being. Yeah. Let's start with, um, the body,
2: uh, cardiovascular health really important in our sedentary lifestyle cardio is a pain in the ass to do. A lot of people don't like it. It's like the one you really have to work up energy to do. So I think we make it really fun and we make the time fly. We help people kind of push themselves a little bit harder because the music's to this fast beat and everybody's moving hundred miles an hour. So cardio health is a big one, but also increases your flexibility, increases your coordination, your agility. Um, your uh proprioception your like your sense of how long your limbs are which just like allows you as you age like everything feel more graceful be more graceful connect with your body more um the brain incredible benefits especially dance um incredible for your memory they've shown in in studies that people who dance compared to other exercises have less memory loss less white matter as they age it's super cool it might be able to help offset dementia and then emotionally amazing for self-esteem and self-confidence really helps you connect with your body. It's not a workout where you can just check, you know, like check out and be somewhere else. You've got to be looking at what's happening every 15 seconds. So you can really be present emotionally. It brings a lot of joy, which I think is so important and really is something that we're just lacking in 2022, just a lot of joy. And then, like I said before, moving your muscles, shaking, you know, the, the like the shaking that we do and the dancing, all of that actually really does help move through drama.
0: Yes. So. All of the above. What would you say to someone who maybe hasn't moved their body in a year? And they're listening to this and they're like, three or five sounds awesome, but I'm afraid to start moving again. And whether that's because of their past relationship with exercise being really detrimental, or perhaps they just you know, during the pandemic, as you said, they stopped moving their bodies. Like what would you say to someone who might be in like that, you know, standstill?
2: Gosh, there's so many tips that I could give, but every person really is unique. I'll, I'll share a couple. One of them is to really just think about discipline instead of motivation. So discipline, just meaning I'm going to do something every day, or I'm going to do something every other day. And it doesn't matter if I'm in the mood or not in the mood, right? That's motivation. It's like, this idea that like fitness instructors, we like wake up and we're like, I can't wait to work out today. Like, that's not true. You know, we just do it because it's our job. So don't hold yourself to the standard that you're supposed to be like skipping into the gym. Like it sucks. Most people feel like it sucks. Most people hate exercising until they're 15 minutes in and then it starts to feel good. So just do it, I guess is is my first tip. Uh, my second tip is to give yourself a range rather than a hard and fast rule. So I'm not going to work out every day. That's not a good goal, but maybe like I'll work out between two and four times a week. That way, sometimes I do two and like that's fine or I'll work out between one and three. Give yourself a range. And then I would say finally, you know, find, try out different things and find something that you actually vibe with. Go to a, a couple different studios. Where do you like the other people in the classes? Where do you feel like there's a community of support? It's really hard and isolating to do it alone. And And you want to take your time to kind of try on different studios and different modalities to see what you like.
0: Yeah. Those Those are great. great. Lauren and I always talk about this idea of a range as well, and not putting so much pressure on yourself to meet one goal. It's like, if you can meet a range is so much, you know, I think more approachable for the majority of people as well. So I love those.
1: Yeah. And I use, uh, you know, talk about the discipline versus motivation a lot. Um, and I think that it's such a great, tactic to use, but I do think a lot of people in diet culture can take it the wrong way in the sense where they're like, oh, well, I'm not motivated, but I still have to be disciplined. I still have to be disciplined, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's how I used to be. And so giving yourself space to figure out what the in-between is where it's like, okay, I'm disciplined, but giving yourself the choice of like, okay, I'm disciplined and I'm going to go do this, but I'm actually really tired today. So I'm going to let myself rest, you know? So I think finding that balance and giving yourself space around that is definitely important. Something I talk about a lot because, you know, if you're not, if you rely on just being motivated all the time, you're never going to do it. So yeah, finding that balance.
2: True. Yeah. Again, it just comes down to like who you are as an individual and knowing it. Totally. Um, I, I feel also that like what, where, what fitness can really help with and what 305 can really help with that I wish all fitness brands really preached is just talking to your body, communicating. You know, I feel in disordered eating and in so much of our culture, we're, we're at war with our body. We're mad at our body. We cut off communication. F you. You're mm-hmm. doing things I don't want you to do. I'll show you. And in fact, like when we move, we start to build confidence in our body. We start to empower it we start to open up the channel of communication. We have to work with our body when we're doing fitness or like, it's really not a pretty experience. So 305, being able to admire your body, all the shapes that it's taking, just spend some time with it. I find that's part of why it's so healing because that, that really is the thing. We're just walking around like heads that are at war with our bodies and our body is like the, Best bodyguard ever. It's always nice. looking out for us. It's like the best friend we'll ever have.
0: <laughs> it's so true. And I feel like, especially when someone does come from like a dieting history or disordered eating history, there is such little body trust and body connection. And even with the example of hunger, it's like, oh, I feel hungry. I'm going to ignore that feeling. And so over time, like you're so disconnected from your body. And I It really is true. If you start to move your body, that's such a great way to start to reconnect and be able to respond to your body and listen to your body um, as kind of like a starting point. For sure. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with with 305 fitness. Obviously, we've spoken so highly of it. And, you know, if you're listening to this episode, please check out 305 website, even if you want to start off with a you know a free YouTube video. I could not speak more highly of this type of movement. It is life-changing. but Sadie, I want to you know open the door for you if there's anything else you want to tell our listeners?
2: No, I just want to say to the listeners of this show, you know if you are, are experiencing disordered eating, you're still going through it. Like it really can get better. i I don't even recognize the person that I was ten or fifteen years ago when I was harming myself and hating myself and you know, just keep working through it. You keep working on finding that confidence so that you can go out there and kick ass, but you're going to do it. And I'm proud of you.
0: You can find three five information in our show notes. Give Sadie a follow on Instagram and definitely check out the website. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sadie. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next.